has his own problems, he replied. And your stepsister, Gracie, would be no help at all. She's so scatterbrained that she doesn't remember where she lives half the time. The Pendletons have been good to me, she defended them. They hated my mother, but they liked me. Most people had hated her mother, a social-climbing, antisocial personality who'd been physically abusive to Glory since her birth. Glory's father had taken her to the emergency room half a dozen times, mumbling about falls and other accidents that left suspicious bruises. But when one bout of explosive temper had left her with a broken hip, the authorities finally stepped in. Glory's mother was charged with child abuse, and Glory testified against her. By that time, Beverly Barnes was already having an affair with Myron Pendleton, and he was a multimillionaire. He got her a team of lawyers who convinced a jury that Glory's father had caused the injury that her mother had given her, that Glory had lied out of fear of her father. The upshot was that the charges against Beverly were dropped. Glory's father, Todd Barnes, was arrested and tried for child abuse and convicted, despite Glory's tearful defense of him. But even though her mother was exonerated, the judge wasn't convinced that Glory would be safe with her. In a surprise move, Glory went into state custody at the age of 13. Her mother didn't appeal the decision. When Beverly subsequently married Myron Pendleton, at his urging she tried to get custody of Glory again. But the same judge who'd heard the case against Glory's father denied custody to Beverly. It would keep the child safe, the judge said. What the court didn't know was that Glory was in more danger at the foster home where she'd been placed in the custody of a couple who did as little as possible for the six children they were responsible for. They only wanted the money. Two older boys in the same household were always trying to fondle Glory, whose tiny breasts had begun to grow. The harassment went on for several weeks and culminated in an assault that left her bruised and traumatized and afraid of anything male. Glory had told her foster parents, but they said she was making it up. Furious, Glory dialed the emergency number, and when the police came, she ran out past her foster mother and all but jumped into the arms of the policewoman who came to check out her situation. Glory was taken to the emergency room, where a doctor, sickened by what he saw, gave the police enough evidence to have the foster parents charged with neglect, and the two teenage boys with assault and battery, and attempted sodomy. But the foster parents denied everything and pointed out that Glory had lied about her mother abusing her. So she went back to the same house where her treatment became nightmarish. The two teenage boys wanted revenge as much as the spiteful foster parents did. But they were temporarily in juvenile detention, pending a bond hearing, fortunately. The foster parents weren't, and they were furious. So Glory stuck close to the two younger girls, both under five years old, whom she had been made responsible for. She was grateful that they required so much looking after. It spared her retribution, at least for the first few days back at the house. Jason Pendleton hated his stepmother, Beverly, but he was curious about her young daughter, especially after a friend in law enforcement in Jacobsville contacted him about what had happened to Glory. The same week she was sent back to the foster home, he sent a private investigator to check out her situation. What he discovered made him sick. He and his sister, Gracie, actually went themselves to the foster home after they'd read the investigator's covertly obtained police report on the incident, which was, of course, denied by the custodians. 
They pointed to Glory's attempt to blame her mother for the abuse that had sent her father to prison, where he was killed by another inmate within six months. The day the Pendletons arrived, the two teenage boys who had victimized Glory were released to the custody of the foster parents pending trial. Glory had been running away from the teenagers all day. They'd already torn her blouse and left bruises on her. She'd been afraid to call the police again. So Jason found Glory in the closet in the bedroom she shared with the two little girls, hiding under her pitiful handful of clothes on wire hangers, crying. Her arms were bruised all over, and there was a smear of blood on her mouth. When he reached in, she cowered and shook all over with fear. Years later, she could still remember how gently he picked her up and carried her out of the room, out of the house. She was placed tenderly in the back seat of his Jaguar with Gracie while Jason went back into the foster home. His deeply tanned, lean...